ബാദി Respected elders, dear brothers and sisters, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Imagine for a moment that we lived in a perfect world, a world without any conflicts, a world where people had perfect relationships, where there were no disagreements, no anger, no debates, no arguments. no divorces no separations no breakups is such a world possible during our life in the course of this life unfortunately not as nice as it would be as wonderful as it would be to live in a world that had no problems and where everyone got along and everyone loved each other and everyone cared for each other as nice as that sounds the reality is is that we live in a dunya in a world which has been created perfect by a perfect creator has been created perfect by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but it has been inhabited by creatures by creation which are imperfect in their actions so therefore therefore it is not possible for us really to have anything in this world that is absolutely going to be 100% perfect 100% of the time right that is not going to happen however because i and i think all of us would like to live in such a community in such a world where people got along and where we didn't really have you know differences and 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 uh you know relationships uh souring uh and any negative experiences in dealing with one another inshallah today I will hope to dis- I hope to discuss a few things that we can all do a few practices a few approaches that we can all adopt that inshallah can take us closer to that happy place can bring us bring us closer to having homes and communities and and uh, families and a society where there is less conflict and more people get along with each other inshallah The reality is that you know we should be striving for betterment we should be trying to improve we should be aiming high we should be trying to be excellent but we will always have some shortcomings right the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam has told us that kullu bani adam khata that all of the children of adam kull all are khata are sinners transgressors those who make mistakes and make errors who have slips kullu all every single one but the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam then has also told us that the best of those are who wa khayru khata'in at-tawwabun that the best 
of them, of these sinners, of these people who have slips, people who make errors, who make mistakes, the best of them are those who repent often. This tells us, my brothers and sisters, this means that I am not perfect. You also are not perfect. That I commit sins and make mistakes. And you also sin and make mistakes. We are all people who sin, and we are all people who make mistakes. Now what happens is when a person makes a mistake or commits an action that has been done in error, a lot of times we focus on what they have done. And sometimes we do need to focus on what they have done because it tells us something about the person. Perhaps there is justice that has to be uh, delivered. But the most important thing, really, is the response is that when a person commits an error when a person makes a mistake a person commits a sin how do they respond what is their response to this lapse of theirs and secondly what should be the response of those around them those who are impacted those who are affected by their actions so firstly, the response of the one who makes the mistake. The response, the reaction of the person who makes the mistake, who commits the sin. Right? You would say, of course, that the first thing, it's probably not even mentioned as the first, it's like ground zero, it's where you start, is to first realize that a mistake has been made. To accept that a sin has been committed. A person who doesn't accept that they can do wrong, a person who does not accept, cannot fathom that they could do anything wrong. How are they ever going to improve and how are they ever going to accept responsibility? Never. Because I'm too good. I don't make mistakes. I can't do any wrong. And of course, this is the height of arrogance. This is the height of arrogance. To think that I cannot commit any wrong because as we have heard, as we have learned from the Prophet ﷺ, every single one of us is going to make mistakes. So when a mistake has been made, and especially when people tell us that a mistake has been made, the, first, the very first thing is to recognize and accept that I have made a mistake. Now our, mind, our ego doesn't want to accept because it hurts. It hurts our self-pride. Huh? That people are saying that I have made a mistake. I didn't do anything wrong. I was justified in what I did. Huh? This is the natural instinctive reaction. This is our nafs. This is our ego. Huh? We have to calm down. Take a step back. That if people are saying something to us, especially those who are close to us, especially those who we trust, and if there's multiple people telling us something, right, especially if there's multiple people, then take a break. And reevaluate, pause. Be like, okay, you know, look at what you have done. Sometimes it takes a bit of time because when you're in the heat of the moment, right, and you're thinking with your emotions and not your mind, uh, you're thinking with your emotions and not your intellect and your intelligence, it's very hard to make sense of things. So it's important to pause. Don't continue pushing forward 
and fighting back, take a pause, take a break, and reflect. And when we realize that a sin has been committed, a mistake has been committed, the first thing right, is this path of repentance to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, tawbah. Right. The first step in that, after recognizing that a mistake has been made, is to abandon that sin and that mistake. To let it go, to leave it. If you know that something is wrong, if you know that something is bad, it is sinful, it is a mistake that you are committing, then try to stop it as soon as possible. Now sometimes it can be difficult, especially if there's addictions involved. But you try your best to stop it. Secondly, make a firm intention and determination not to return to it ever again. That this is something that I have done, I take responsibility for it. It's a mistake, it's a sin, but I vow that I will never go back to doing this act again. And number three, have some regret. Have a feeling inside your heart. When we do something wrong, and we recognize it and we realize it, it should feel, we should feel something. Right? And that feeling should be a feeling of regret. Not regret that leads us to hopelessness. That we feel that we have made this mistake, I have committed this sin, now everything is lost for me, this is the end, I'm past the, the, the point of, you know, I've gone beyond the point of no return and this is it, and I've become hopeless now and now it doesn't matter, this is a trick of shaitan. This is a trick of shaitan. You're not beyond the past, uh, uh, you're not past the, the point of uh, uh, no return as long as you're alive and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you the opportunity to repent and to rectify your affairs. So never fall for that. So that's number three, right? So to have regret. Because if a person really feels bad and has regret, then the chances are higher that they're not going to return to committing that sin. Or at least it will be harder for them to go back to committing that sin or to making that mistake. And fourthly, if this mistake or the sin involved the rights of others, right, then compensating for it or doing something to make up for it. If a person has wronged another person and they just go make tawbah alone, they make tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they cry, they repent, they feel bad about it, they promise never to do it again, but they don't apologize to the person that has been impacted. They don't make reparations, they don't compensate, they don't you know, uh, give them what is due then that process of repentance and that process of making up for the wrong is incomplete. A person who does tawbah regularly, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves them. Allah azza wa jal loves the person who does tawbah and subhanallah, you would think that the person who is, who is doing tawbah, who is repenting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a person who has sinned. Normally that's what you would think, that a person who has sinned is the one who's going to make tawbah. If someone is perfect, they haven't done anything, right? then you would think, okay, then you know, the, the need for the repentance is not there. So these are people who have committed mistakes and who have sinned, yet they regularly repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah azza wa jal says, Inna Allah yuhibbu tawabin. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, indeed, verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves, Allah loves those who regularly repent to him. And now that doesn't mean it's the end of it. A person may make a mistake, he, may, he or she may repent, and then may commit that mistake again. Because after all, they're still human beings. It's not like they did tawbah and now they became angels and now they're perfect and they're not going to commit any more mistakes. 
It's possible they're going to commit another mistake, another sin, perhaps the same one. Right? But as long as a person is sincere, that is okay. That is okay because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most forgiving. If a person returns to Allah repeatedly over and over and over again, seeking forgiveness, even though they are trying their best to stop themselves from committing this, this sin or making this mistake, then inshallah every time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive them. But the key is that they're sincerely going through this process every time. Sincerely trying to make sure that they don't commit this mistake again. Sincerely regretting what they have committed and what they have done. My brothers and sisters, if you have wronged someone, if we have wronged someone or we have hurt them in some way, then it is important that we apologize before it is too late. It is important that we apologize before it is too late because the Prophet ﷺ has said, related by Abu Hurairah that whoever has wronged his brother with regard to his honor or something else, right? and of course this applies to your brother or sister in faith, whoever has wronged his brother with regard to his honor or something, let him ask him for forgiveness before the time, before the time comes, when there will be no dinar nor dirham. And if he has any good deeds, it will be taken from him in proportion for the wrong that he did. And if he does not have any good deeds, some of the other person's evil deeds will be taken and given to him to bear. The Prophet ﷺ, my brothers and sisters, is warning us about the Day of Judgment. Is warning us about the time when there will be absolute judgment, absolute justice, and there will be no money, dollars and cents that you are able to exchange and to give someone to make up for the wrong that you have done. The currency of the Day of Judgment is going to be the deeds. Not the dollars. Right? No other currency of the world. No gold or silver. It's going to be the deeds. So if a person has not made up for what they have done, for the wrong they have done in this life, they have not apologized, they have not made up, then it is very likely, may Allah protect us, it is very likely that they will have to pay with their good deeds on the day of judgment. And if they have no good deeds left, they will be receiving the bad deeds of those he has or that they have wronged. So this is for the person or from the person who has committed the wrong. As for the person who the wrong was committed towards, they are not obliged to accept the apology. It is not an obligation that if someone apologizes to you, that if someone has wronged you and then they ask for forgiveness, or they try to make up for it, it is not obligatory upon you that you have to accept. It's not obligatory. However, there is great encouragement. It is the better thing to do. It is the right thing to do. However, you are not required, you are not obligated. Sometimes a person could have been wronged in a very, very severe way, in a way that has hurt them greatly. And they are not able to find forgiveness. It is very difficult for them because of the extent, the enormity of the wrong that was committed. So it is totally just for this person 
to say that no, I do not forgive you and I will seek justice from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? They are not going beyond their rights if they do that. However, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, He links pardoning and overlooking the faults of others with the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? And let them pardon and overlook. Would you not like that Allah should forgive you? Would you not like that Allah should forgive you? Who doesn't want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive them? Of course, everybody wants the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah Azza wa Jal encourages us to do the same. Pardon others and overlook their faults and their mistakes. And this will increase your chances of being forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We see the greatest example of forgiveness and pardon in human, in human history with, uh, with the conquest of Mecca. There was so much pain, so much suffering at the hands of those who were conquered. The tables flipped and now was the chance to get retribution and revenge and even justice. Yet the Prophet ﷺ gave general amnesty, no retribution, no revenge, giving people multiple ways, multiple options to be safe. If you go in the house of Abu Sufyan, you are safe. If you go into the masjid, you are safe. If you go here, you go there, you are safe. So giving people multiple options so they don't even need to come out and apologize or seek forgiveness. You just go into the house, you go into the masjid, you will be safe. This is the example that the Prophet ﷺ has shown us. You will be safe, you will be forgiven. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also tells us that from the qualities of the people of taqwa, the people of piety who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah azza wa jal tells us, الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ فِي السَّرَّاءِ وَالضَّرَّاءِ وَالْكَاظِمِينَ الْغَيْضَ وَالْعَافِينَ عَنِ النَّاسِ That they are those who give, who donate in prosperity and adversity, who control their anger, and they are those who pardon others. وَالْعَافِينَ عَنِ النَّاسِ They are those who pardon others, who forgive others. So this is from the signs of the people of taqwa, those who are close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah azza wa jal ends the ayah, Wallahu yuhibbu al-muhsineen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the doers of good. Aisha radiallahu anha related that the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that aqeelu dhawil hayati athuratihim illa al-hudud. That overlook, overlook the faults of people with good character. Overlook the faults of people with good character except for the hudud, for the criminal punishments. Ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullah, says regarding this hadith that it seems that it refers to those who are respected among the people for their status and high position. Allah has singled them out for a kind of honor above others of their kind. Meaning that if a person is, is modest and of good character, but then he slips up and shaitan overpowers him briefly, meaning making him do something which is out of character. We should not hasten to rebuke him and punish him. Rather, his mistake should be forgiven 
provided that it does not involve transgressing one of the sacred limits of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If it has gone, if this mistake has gone to the point where it has transgressed the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a criminal matter, then that person cannot be forgiven, right? Because it involves justice. And justice must be served regardless of who is involved, right? Fairly and justly. But otherwise, if a person slips up and makes a mistake, and this person is otherwise known as being a person of good character, then the Prophet ﷺ has advised us to overlook. Ibn Hibban said that what is required of the wise man is that if his brother apologizes to him for a previous offense or shortcoming, it is to accept his apology and regard him as being like the one who did not commit any error. Because, he says, if someone offers his excuse to him and he does not accept that, meaning someone apologizes, offers an excuse, and the person does not accept that, I fear, Ibn Hibban rahimahullah says, I fear that he will not come to the Prophet at the cistern at Al-Kawthar in the hereafter. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. See, sometimes, my brothers and sisters, a person may feel that it is to their advantage to seek the shortcomings of another person. Especially, you know, if they're competing against each other for something. You find the shortcomings of your opponent. Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhumah said that if you intend to mention the faults of your companions, then remember your own faults. If you intend to mention the faults of, another, of, of your companions, then remember your own faults. And Ibn Qudama rahimahullah said that beware of being preoccupied with rectifying others before you rectify yourself. Busy yourself with rectifying your heart within you and purifying it from blameworthy traits such as greed and envy and ostentation and vanity before rectifying what is outside of you. I end with the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ who said that charity does not decrease wealth. No one forgives another except that Allah increases their honor and no one humbles themselves for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raises their status. So to recap my brothers and sisters, we are all human beings, we are all bound to make mistakes and commit sins. When a person realizes that they have made a mistake or committed a sin, they should seek forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and vow never to commit that sin again. They should feel bad about it. And if it involves another person, they should apologize and correct the wrong that they have done. For a person who is being apologized to, it is better that you accept that apology and that you forgive your fellow brothers and sisters in faith and in humanity. And if you forgive others, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will increase your honor. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from all types of wrongdoing and sins. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to ease the pain of those who have been wronged and who are suffering. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala open our hearts to forgiveness and to humility. Ameen ya Rabbil Alameen.